What up? This is Yinka Diz. Peace. This is Outlaw. And you're listening to the 80s Babies Podcast. And you are with us in the new year, 2018. How you feel about that, Yinka? It's good to be here, even though we're not here yet. Oh, well, yes. <laughs> Technically, we're we are still recording in 2017, but by the time our listeners hear this, yes, it'll be uh, 2018. So on uh, on today's episode, we're going to do, um, I, I think this is the second time we're doing this, right? This is the, um. uh, the Put You Up. Put you up, yeah. Put you up. Uh, so we're doing a put you up where Yinka, who, you know, between the two of us, uh, he and I, you know, we listen to the same amount of music, but he is definitely more into some of the, uh, I guess, granular hip hop. Okay. Or um, he probably has his 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 uh, library of hip hop knowledge is probably a little bit more than mine, uh, just in terms of some of the artists that he's, uh, that he's heard. And so sometimes he wants, you know, to talk about something and i don't have that much experience so he wants to put me up on something right and so on this episode we're going to talk about the raz kaz debut which is soul on ice it was released uh october October 1st 1996 yeah so uh so i went ahead and listened to that and we're going to talk about that episode before we did that yeah we wanted to talk about this uh this big freestyle that just dropped yeah the black thought freestyle uh obviously he killed it and there's been like multiple think pieces uh there was one that talked about how this freestyle supposedly eulogizes hip-hop or freestyle rap um, others have just one one said that it was the greatest freestyle of all time. <laughs> Maybe. Um, so uh, there, so yeah. there, there was another that commented uh, the back, fact that um, you know Black Thought keeps improving as an MC mm-hmm. even thirty years into the game. Which okay. all right, oh, I can see that. So um, yeah, I mean you 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 just saw it. So what yeah. what are your thoughts on it? Obviously that shit was dope, but right. uh, is it really a freestyle? I don't. And think that matters because yeah. he said it was a freestyle. Yeah. So supposedly he's been asked since then and said that it was a freestyle, but it it obviously wasn't a freestyle. Even if at a very basic level there were multiple pieces of verses that were kind of yeah. put together, and maybe he strung them in a unique yeah. unique order that he hadn't previously done before. But other than that, there's no way you could possibly call this a freestyle. I, I think at at, at most. He may not have written it. It's entirely possible and, and plausible uh, that he thought of all these raps in the set and probably has, has wrapped them individually to himself. Uh, and then when he came on the show, you know, he just put it all together, uh, mm-hmm. as as you stated. Right. Um, yeah, I know. Yeah, I don't uh, think it was. A, I don't think he thought of everything he said straight off the top of his dome. Yeah, I know. Big L used to do that. Big L's obviously a lot of people know is my favorite MC uh, of all time. And uh, Big L had a lot of freestyles where if you're somebody who listens to a lot of Big L freestyles, mm-hmm. like you can literally, you know, every pattern that he's going to do. He just puts them in different orders. Like, right. <laughs> so you know, it's like it's a it's a freestyle technically because the order in which he put those collections of four to eight bars w- was not the one that he did the last time. But it's still the same bars and punchlines. So, I mean. So, uh, so, so you and I are, are both on the same page in terms of uh, we do not think it's a freestyle. No. Do you think it's the best quote unquote freestyle of all time? No. Probably not. But I mean, I'm also somebody who like I have every volume of the Swaying King Tech freestyles that ever came out. Right, I had them all, right, all on right. CD. Um, I'm like somebody who studied freestyles. I was a freestyle <laughs> battle MC myself. So, oh, good for you. I mean, I probably just like know a little bit more. Mm-hmm. like freestyles than most people do but okay. I mean it was a good freestyle right it, that shit was dope and it was actually one of the better black thought freestyles okay um, he I also think... had one recently with, with Method Man uh, I didn't see that one you that told shit me was dope it. the funny uh-huh. thing about it though is that Method Man actually brought 
He he had his lyrics on his phone. Oh, <laughs> he pulled a blackberry with the side scroll. He Drizzy. But here's, the funny thing about it though, he was like, "Look, y'all got something to say? Say it. I'm just gonna read the shit from my phone. I don't give a fuck what you think." Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like at some uh, point, if you're just gonna pull your own, like, uh, <laughs> nah. Uh, but um, well, he didn't call it a freestyle, obviously. Yeah, he's that's just, like, the other yeah. thing, right? Yeah, but and, he, and, but, but he and Black Thought went back and forth, and Black Thought's but, lyrics on that shit. They so was, there's, they you know, I mean, and and we're. Now we're we're entering you know old nigga freestyle yeah. territory having this whole conversation, but there there was a certain point, and I don't know when that time frame happened where freestyle just meant a verse that wasn't a part of a song. Yeah. So I think we're in that era where yeah. people are calling it that. But when somebody G checks you on, was that a freestyle? You're supposed to say you pre-prepared it. You, you, if you're black thought, you're not supposed to say, "Oh no, I came up with all of those." At least rhymes. be political and be like, "I mean, look, I ain't write a word right in there. it." You know what I mean? Just right. just be like, "Yo, I didn't write it." I didn't write it. But that's all you gotta say. Right. Like you thought of it ahead of time. That's cool. But you yeah, didn't write it. Cool. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I mean, but the shit was though. I, I tell you what yeah. I like. I appreciate the fact that we're even having this conversation. Yeah, for because, sure. Because um, you know, and and I've been actually criticized. I think Imhotep even came on here and criticized mm-hmm. me uh, for not appreciating lyrics. And I mm-hmm. understand where he was coming from. It wasn't the full story, right. but he was and technically the things that he said was correct. And that is that I don't really care about lyrics anymore. And, and, mm. and what I meant when I said that is just that, look, lyricism, I had noticed since for a while, since at least 10 years, even wow. longer than before wow. that, has been on the decline. Right. And so for me, you know, once I took my break from hip hop and I started expanding my ears, uh, expanding, you know, venturing into new genres, I started to just mm. appreciate vocals uh, as they incorporated themselves with the music mm-hmm. as a whole. Mm-hmm. And so if lyrics were going to be on the decline, I didn't really mm-hmm. care about ly- lyricism anymore. So Especially, would you say that you got is the best in the clan? <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> Especially if somebody is going to come at me with some bars that I can uh-huh. tell right away aren't bars that I care about. Right. You know what I mean? I'm like, then I can immediately just dismiss the lyrics and just like, mm-hmm. well, how does it flow with the rest of the song? Yeah. And so the fact that we're sitting, but it doesn't necessarily mean I don't care about lyrics. Mm-hmm. I still care about lyrics. Mm-hmm. So the fact that we're having a conversation about lyrics in 2017, 2018, mm-hmm. uh, I'm very, very happy to have this conversation. Do you in some ways, similarly to the actually the Kendra conversation we have, mm-hmm feel as though this is kind of a new booty conversation similar to the Eminem one which is like people who are like Johnny come lately is into the world of lyricism are like mm-hmm. oh my god this <laughs> is the best freestyle of all time it's like well how many freestyles have you really heard though well okay first <laughs> of all how long was that joint <laughs> 10 how, minutes was it really 10 minutes yeah it was like 10 minutes 10 and a half um he, well, here, here's what I will ultimately say. Do I think it's the greatest freestyle of all time? No, just because I think that's a bit of hyperbole. It's some okay, newism. I would say hell no. But, uh, right? That's fine, but at the same time, I also yeah. don't necessarily mind that somebody would have that impression because mm. it was it was dope. It was good. It yeah. was very, right. very, very, very good. Right. He has some bars in there, and I was just like, yo. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm sitting here like looking at Yinky, and I was just yeah, this thing's nice. <laughs> and um, he is, and he and, is, and, and always and, has and, been. And forget that word slipping. I usually don't like to say that word on air, just because whatever. But I've been drinking. <laughs> uh, Yinky hooked hook me up with this good 
old fashioned and I'm feeling nice. Oh, you're in the so we're good right now. But um, no, 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 no. Uh, the dude is nice. And okay. it's funny too because sometimes I get some flack for my quote unquote uh, roots hate, which is yeah. not hate at all. I feel you know, like I'm going to let you describe that. I feel like I we, both, we, we both come with uh, with a level of criticism of, of the roots for whatever reason. And it's been perceived. And I don't know if it's this whole, you know, everything is a classic or trash in 2017 yeah. thing, but it's like, the fact that we've had criticism for members of the yeah. roots has been something that's been interpreted by other folks as us having negative opinions on them. Right. And so I thought that this particularly would be something good to discuss just because, you know, I think we both think that that Black Thought is Black among Thought is the nice. better rappers. Yes, right? Black Thought is nice. He's very, very good at rapping. Yes. And um, one of my criticisms, my personal criticisms I can speak on is I've said that I haven't seen a lot of growth and development from him as an artist in terms of mm-hmm. a well-rounded artist to where I feel as though I kind of know his story and know yeah, about okay. him. Um, but this is Black Thought in his lane. Like yeah, he's doing what he's the best at yeah. and he's being rapping the best about at. Rapping about rapping. But he's, he also had a little bit of messages in yeah, there too. Yeah, a little bit. Cool. I mean, it was, it was, it was, it was perfect. Yeah. Like this is what we want from Black Thought and it, yeah. was, it was great. I, I, I want to say very clearly for the record that first of all, you know, I love the roots and I love black thought. And when I, what I, when I said what I said back in whenever it was February and the salute me and shoot me right. that the roots are the you most know, biggest underperforming. underperforming artists. Right. Like the reason why I feel that way is because I know the black thought is nice. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's in, he's in my, my first tier. He's in there with, <laughs> with the Eminem. Tears are back. he's in there with, with Tupac and Scarface and Ice Cube and Kooji Rap, like, and, and Lauren Hill. Like, he's in there with them. Right. You know what I mean? Like, there's only a handful of people that I can definitively say are better than Black Thought. Right. But on, on, you know, just routinely, I listen to their music, and I'm just like, sometimes they don't come with it. And it's not just Black Thought, it's the rest of the group. Right. But I mean, like, you know, I've been to shows, I've been to root shows yep. where Black Thought is, it has his back turned to the fucking audience <laughs> for half the show rapping to his band. Yeah. And and while I can get artistic and deep and be like, okay, you know, he's just in his space with his band. Like, like I fucking paid some money <laughs> to see you perform to me, face me. You know what I'm saying? And, 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 and I buy you and I buy the music and I'm just right. like, you know, where's the energy that I know you have? Uh-huh. I can hardly hear you. I have to, you know, listen real close to the, to, 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 to the speakers and try to dissect every <laughs> single word you're saying. And, and there's other times where I could just sit back as I did with this freestyle and you're, you're just coming with it and I get the energy yeah. and I can hear everything you're saying and yeah. I'm with you and I'm feeling it. I would just like that more consistently when I hear the musical productions, the 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 albums that they put together. Yeah, this is but, definitely uh, his medium, and I, yeah, and I, yeah, you know, yeah, sure. and, but um, <clears throat> on the whole the whole idea of this being a eulogy to freestyle <clears throat> rap or you a eulogy to to what we're calling quote unquote real hip hop, which is the worst, probably the phrase I hate the most. Uh, but what what are your thoughts on that? It's not. I don't think he thought about that. I think he just wanted to come on flex. Do you think it's gonna drop some bars? Do you think it's gonna continue to be a medium that matters or or moves the needle in terms of the culture going forward? Um, it depends because yeah. you know these little freestyles that we see. Uh, you post these freestyles all the time. Right. It just so happens that this one people are talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it depends. I think what would be dope, what would be really, really, really cool is if you had, you know, met the man, as we mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. um, Eminem, fucking Jay-Z even, um, uh, Coogee Rap, any dope MC 
from who had you know music in the 90s and early 2000s fucking scarface who just mm. released right. a really really dope piece are of you music. went back and listen um uh, well no actually uh the joint just came out in december i, yeah. just, I saw it. yeah yeah, yeah. that joint was fire it was uh-huh. the lost files deeply rooted whatever yeah, deeply rooted. yeah. Fire. like any any mc um even someone like ludicrous mm-hmm. right uh jadakiss anyone who who takes this as a challenge and be mm-hmm. like okay black thought drop some drop some dope shit mm-hmm. um i want to get on there i want to drop some dope but, shit but my Comment. question my question is are they moving the needle and i say Wait, that but, because but, let me finish, let me finish. Okay, go ahead. i say that because um if you i'm not sure if you're aware but um at, at a certain point in time jadakiss was releasing the friday night freestyles and and then um and then Fabulous was also releasing the Friday mm-hmm. Night Freestyles. And the reason why they did a collaborative album was because people said that they thought they had beef with each other because they were both releasing these Friday Night Freestyles at the same time. And people were trying to dissect the bars and saying, oh, is he saying this about mm. him? Is he saying this about him? So I say that to say, right, a lot of people didn't even know that they were doing the Friday Night Freestyles. Yeah, so, I didn't know that. So, right. So are they really moving the needle is my question, right? Like, are people talking about him the way we're talking about about black thought if they if jay-z i mean let me not use jay-z because yeah, jay-z he, is, is a pop icon yeah, right but um but if Ludacris mm-hmm. jumps up and says yo i heard that i heard that freestyle that black thought did now i'm gonna come on flex and i'm gonna drop mine i want that would, to happen but would would it do anything or would it just be you and i talking about it and nobody else well well hold on but why are we even talking about this 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 is a viral because moment. this moved the, the needle yeah, yeah this, this is, a, so, is a moment so well if it moves the needle permanently um like because mm-hmm. we're talking about this he 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 releases out this freestyle when like a week ago mm, a couple weeks ago a couple weeks ago right. um and so it will move the album if in a year's time we're talking about another dope freestyle mm. from another dope artist mm. and they had a potentially viral moment mm. that's what how i will come back and evaluate that this moment right. move the needle because i think part of the reason why this particular moment was viral was actually because um combat jack passed away shortly after and he shouted out combat jack in the freestyle i think Mm. that's part of the reason like the last four bars yeah yeah, i think that's part of the reason why it actually it was written about so much but with the think pieces and stuff like that so yeah rest in peace to combat jack rest in peace to combat Combat jack let's actually let's actually explore that a little bit um you know, prior to me and you ever even having a conversation about podcasts, actually, I think when I first talked to you about it, I said, yo, we should record this as a podcast. I, I gave you two podcasts that I listened to. Yeah. And one was, one Combat, was Combat Jack, Jack and the other was Juan Epstein. Right. And uh, Combat Jack is like one of the first people I ever listened to that made me go, yo, like I, I, like, I could do this like mm-hmm. this. This sounds like this is like what I'm interested in. I mean, the 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 questions that he asked the folks, the stories, everything was just so fascinating to me. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And so, you know, rest in peace to a hip hop icon, yeah. uh, Combat Jack. Man, he really, really progressed the culture a lot. First as an attorney in the industry, mm-hmm. um, and then you know eventually coming out as as you know a podcaster. So yeah, rest in peace, rest in power, bless up. Right. So, so you want to go to the uh, the album? Yeah, so let's get into the uh, actual crux of the episode. So we're doing a, a Put You Up on Razkaz, Soul on Ice. Yes, sir. Um, Razkaz debut. And it's uh, named after the book from Eldridge Cleaver. Cleaver. That's correct. Uh, the Black Panther. I think he wrote the uh, some essays in like 1965 while he was in jail. Right. And then the book came out in 1968. 
I'm sure caused controversy. I think that even at one point it was banned from a bunch of libraries and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's probably fitting for this album, given you know Eldridge Cleaver, uh, Cleaver's life, what he was in jail for, right? Uh, things that he's admitted, which. Oh, They're did he admit things. to the uh, to what he was in, in jail for? He was a serial rapist, and he admitted it. Oh wow! Oh that yeah, I didn't and, know. and 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 of course, I don't applaud that. However, um, I do applaud anyone um, who can be you know uh, honest about what they what they did, right? Um, because that's you know that's one of the reasons why you know I don't like like R. Kelly and Chris Brown. Like they're right. not honest about shit. Anytime exactly. they get to ask a question, they just dodge the shit. Mm. You know what I mean? Like you know, man up, face the music, and at least this. And I don't know all that much about Cleaver. Mm. Um, I don't know too much about you know the certain biographies of the you know certain uh, the, the the members Panthers. of the Panthers. Right. But um, I'm just saying, just in that, you know, I can I can at least respect you know the act of, of standing up and, and being honest about the sins that you've committed. Mm. Um, but I the reason why I mention that is because I see some of that in this album. Mm. Um, so I you know naturally you're probably going to ask me about my thoughts on this album, but mm-hmm. I'm first curious why you thought to mm-hmm. uh why you thought this was an album that i needed to listen to and yeah. that our podcast listeners mm-hmm. might be interested in, in uh in hearing yeah man uh so and it's funny because when i take it back i mentioned this album and i said a lot of people call it the west coast omatic and which you is, like is, immediately not. refuted that yeah, but it's, it's funny because we're looking at the wikipedia right now and actually when you look at the wikipedia for solo nice it comes up as the source magazine noted in 1996 that this was the west coast answer to Nas. whatever so i mean this is like something that you know among the circles of that were listening to this people were saying hey you know this guy is the west coast answer to what Nas is doing on, mm-hmm. on the east coast um but additionally, like this album was just really important, both from the perspective of West Coasters kind of had a a chip on our shoulder, a little bit of a chip on our shoulder. And, you know, people saying that, you know, we weren't lyrical. Oh, it's nothing but just gangbanger music over there. X, Y and Z. Because they and, were listening um, to Death Row. Right. And mm-hmm. and Raskas was kind of offered an alternative to that. He was okay. uh, a, a, you know, almost too lyrical overly lyrical MC. Uh, i would agree um and uh you know his his production was very you know stripped down breakbeat relaxed type of, of stuff cool, that though. was a little bit it was cool it was yeah. mellow it was very very easy going right and 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 uh, um i mean this album was just i think really really important to a west coast that was essentially there was a west coast underground that was kind of trying to find its identity to mm-hmm. a degree i've heard some folks that are older than me um talk about souls of mischief yeah, uh, being being oh, the, I totally the, got, the album I totally, that, that it, gave them their identity. The yeah. other the other one that you hear a lot is Far Side. I can um, see that too. So both because of them. You're sitting here telling me not right. you, but you're saying mm-hmm. that it was supposedly like the West Coast Illmatic, and I'm like, I don't hear that. I hear Far Side. Well, I hear I hear Souls of Mischief. So I even hear fucking Fushnikins. Both of them are are more. I would say like more silly and fun. This was like yeah, but it pensive. was the cadence. It was this a, was yes, pensive, but it was and a cadence. It was yeah, a flow. It was yeah. a rhythm. And the so timing the other of, thing uh, I'll say is Souls of Mischief and Farside really, but definitely Souls of Mischief were older than me. Yeah. So we're talking about and also from a different part of uh, California. Um, yeah, Souls of Mischief definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so so, but they still West Coast hip hop. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the, so those those albums kind of didn't really impact me the same way that me listening to Raskas did. So let me, um, go ahead. I was gonna ask. So where were you when you first heard this? Um, 
So I actually first heard Soul on Ice when his second album, Rass Assassination, came Assassination, out. That was, uh, 1998. So yeah, '98, I want to say. Um, and uh, Rass Assassination came out. The first single was produced by Dr. Dre. Uh, it was called Ghetto Fabulous. It flopped horribly. Do I need to listen to um, this album? Eh, <laughs> it's not an impactful album. Right, There's right, like right. almost, in some ways, similar to this album in my eyes. There's some pieces of like gold on that album, okay. and then there's other just straight turds. The, okay. the the Dr. Dre song was actually a turd. Like you could tell he was trying to. Yeah, but that was when do Dr. Dre was black, though, right? That was before. Kind of, right. but like that's when he did the firm. But that yeah. was before uh, the uh-huh. crime of two thousand one. But, but I wouldn't say that Dr. Dre was whack. I would say that. No, but that was when he, he was, wasn't. Yeah, he didn't have yeah. the name that he that he has later. Mm-hmm. But this was like there was a formula that was working, which was kind of like this West Coast gangster rap, ethereal, um, larger than life persona. This this, this is right? pre Eminem, Dr. Dre. Yeah, yeah. And um, Mac Ten is on Ghetto Fabulous. Okay, all right. And at the time, Mac Ten Mac was you know he um, West Side Connect was having a lot of a right. lot of popularity mac 10 was as a solo artist having a lot of uh popularity and so like this was his attempt to try to make like a big hit and when you listen to the song it'll make you laugh because mm. when you listen to it you'll be like this is what Rascast always did. <laughs> like it's funny because i remember in the time hearing it and being like even at that age being like this is not it like okay. why did you think this was going to be it but anyway heard that um loved certain pieces of the album uh like really digested it and it made me i I mean i've always had like kind of a thirst and you know for knowledge in terms of things like hip-hop related things because i'm just a rap nerd like that and so it made me want to go back and listen to this album which everybody's like oh you you got that rats nation have you heard soul on ice like that was the thing everybody was like so you're listening to this album uh in 1998 which we've Mm -hmm. already prefaced is a great year right that's when Def jam is doing this thing Mm -hmm. um you probably uh at this point you've already gotten into tribe nas i'm assuming yeah Um, definitely nas tribe uh post bad boy a little bit you know, post, post I'm post, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm kind of uh, so, so, so you've heard some things. All right, so you're right. listening to, to Razkaz in the in the mix of all that. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, and I mean, you know, '98 obviously um, was uh, post uh, also Nas' second album. Okay. as well. So, so let me ask you another question before uh-huh. you start to you know uh, get my take on it. Right. Why did I not l- hear this album until 2017 or 2018, whatever? Because you live in Springfield, Virginia. That's why. Okay, I think so. I I think that's the only reason I can think of, and and that's part of what I'm trying to do with this show. And mm-hmm. you know, is like, and with these put you ups, it's. I feel like it's always I'm putting some West Coast West Coast album out there, you, but yeah, that's cool. I, but but I you feel also spend time on the West Coast, not right, it. right. And so I feel as though there's this weird glacier. There was a Cold uh, War. There was a Cold War of hip hop. Like, and, and you can and, hear it on this. Album. And you can hear it yes, on this album. Can. And you can hear it on the exhibit album that we did last time a little bit with uh, "Nobody right. Sound Like Me" and records like that. Right. right. So, there was that. You know, fuck them. Like we do our own shit over here. We're yeah. nice over here too. And um, I mean, I think those are some of the ideas that formed my mind as a as a, as a young person growing up listening to hip hop on the West Coast. So. Okay. Um, but yeah, so dope album. You want to uh, go top to bottom, or you want to talk about your thoughts on it, or what? Uh, so my thoughts on on it that uh, I like it is cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure if I'm going to revisit it in two or three years. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, as opposed to you know with the exhibit album, right? 
it's not going to be anytime soon, but there's going to be a time in the future I know mm-hmm. where I'm going to go back and listen to that album. I think some of the production didn't age exactly. that well. That's and, exactly. And, I, and it's right funny because I made myself listen to it again today just because yeah. I knew we were going to talk about it. And I was some of the songs I was like, eh. like even yeah. the intro, like on yeah. earth as it is, I'm just like, yeah. this is a difficult song to sit down and listen to. Yeah, well, it's look, there's some things I really, really like about the album. And there's some songs that are dope as shit. Let's talk about the highlights. Just run the us through highlights, your highlights. All right. So the highlights are um is it uh relish him? <laughs> Realis, realism. Is is that what it is, is yeah, it's what supposed it? to be realism? He just spelled it crazy. Alright. Whatever it is, it's, it's track four. Uh-huh. Um that, that shit is dope. Okay. Yeah, I like it. I like it because of the beats. Yeah. Alright. That's when he's telling about his life story, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, that it was just it was just a good vibe. I was feeling it. Right. Alright, obviously, um Nature of the Threat is obviously mm-hmm. a highlight. We definitely have to talk about that. We're more definitely later. gonna talk about that. Mm-hmm. Um I think that uh what is it? Um man, what is what's the track? I'm trying That's to look right. at it here. It's uh the evil that men do. Right. The evil that men do, I in my opinion, is it epitomizes the album. Uh-huh. Um, I think it's probably the dopest track on here. Right. And then huh. in general, I think the highlights are the ordering, like uh the the arrangement rather mm-hmm. of the tracks, nature of the beast, etc. Uh, excuse me, etc. Sunset, drama, the evil that men do, and if then. I think that arrangement mm. is brilliant. Mm. Brilliant arrangement of in terms of in terms of songs that have like a subject matter and mm-hmm. then how they transition to the next. I was like, oh, mm. this five track arrangement is really, really, really well put together. Uh-huh. Um, and so those are my highlights. Okay, my highlights. It's funny because ours are really different. Um anything goes. Okay. Track big two. big cool. bang take little bang anything goes and particularly i remember growing up and listening to ones for the money twos for the show mm-hmm. threes for the ladies but all they wanted was one and i just thought that that was the realest shit in my life at the time you okay. know if you think about 1998 99 time frame we're talking about when no scrubs and no pigeons was out and all this, this. True, so it was like true. all these songs were so materialistic bills 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 it was all about like every lady's song was like how come this dude don't pay my bills how come this dude don't got his own car blah 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 yeah you know? so you got ones for the money twos for the show threes for the ladies but all they wanted was one right. that just was like such a dope and simple concept for okay me. like i really got it so i really like that song marinating oh and anything goes had a video did it i have not seen yeah, that video obviously go back and check out the videos uh marinating i really really like um and that's actually like early you know battle cat battle cat is like might be the most underrated west coast hip-hop producer of all time Marinate like, is cool that's the one that was um, like a by b bring your yeah, own uh bud like, brewing bitches yeah yeah, yeah that's cool yeah, that joint's that's just cool, chill cool, i would cool. play that joint at a house party that's today cool. and just and just chill I, I, I feel it um so nature of the threat is nature of the threat and i yeah. think we're gonna talk about that more in depth unless right. you want to talk about it now we, we can but um well for me it's the one that really like i said for me if i had to pick a five track arrangement mm. that really uh, epitomizes the album and right. specifically Soul on Ice. Mm-hmm. It would absolutely be Nature of the Threat, Threat etc. Yeah. Uh, sunset, yeah. Drama, The Evil That Men Do, and If Then. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, absolutely. So, Nature of the yeah. Threat is definitely worth talking about. Nature of the Threat, the, Nature of the Threat, there's just so much to unpack there. We'll talk about it later. Um, sunset. There's actually um, on music that hasn't come out yet from Yinka Diz. There's actually okay. a remake of Sunset. Um, 
Sunset. What do you have against New York? What I don't have anything against New York, but you have to listen to the song. I'm, we're not gonna <laughs> we're not gonna litigate it before you hear it. All right, all but right. um, but Sunset is just like it just epitomizes the feeling that every single West Coast hip hop head had at that point in time. Okay, like it's just like you just had this feeling where it was like. Every everybody from New York just felt like they somehow knew something about hip hop that you didn't know, or they were somehow tied mm-hmm. more to hip hop than you were just true, because true, true, they true, were true. from New York. And like he he was able to put that into a song. Drama really really loved drama. And the funny thing about drama is, by '98 when I was listening to this, Coolio was literally the least cool thing there was in hip hop. Yeah, like Coolio yeah. like was the shit in '95. 94 yeah. 95 right and then by 96 he kind of yeah. wasn't already it's, and it's, then it's it's so funny because <laughs> i actually you know i have a coolio album Uh-oh. and i used to like it was i think mm. it was his first one it takes a thief yeah uh and then you know i, I like coolio and i'm listening mm. to this song with coolio mm. on it i'm like really? man this nigga's trash yo he wasn't bad on that joint though nah, he was cool he was, trash. He was cool was bad, he yo. wasn't like he wasn't he wasn't so bad that i felt bad about him uh but you know you, okay all right because you only think about the hook his actual verse is garbage <laughs> yeah. i'm not talking about all women Yo, know, but that, know, that's know, what I'm saying. Know, that's know. what I'm saying. So this is why I want to talk about nature of the threat, right. and this is why I think we should we should talk about it first. Wait, wait, wait let's let me finish my highlights. Right, and we'll get there. So, uh, so yeah, drama. I liked a lot. I liked I liked even Coolio on there. I thought his his hook was really good. Yes, the and hook again, was fine. And again, you know, and then he it's decides. Enough. Oh, you know what? I'm it, entitled to a verse because I'm on the hook. <laughs> Well, at the time, you know, Coolio was probably way bigger than Raskas. Raskas probably begged Coolio to get on this song. Yeah, but I don't um, give a fuck about and, uh, that shit. Uh, yo, let me tell you a funny story. Let me tell you a now. funny story. When I was in high school, you know, when I lived in Brussels, uh, I went home. No, 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 no. I was at UVA. I went home to go visit my family in Brussels. My flight connected in Eating the UK. Muscles. Right? Eating clams and mussels with some bitches from Brussels. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, I get to the airport. It's like five o'clock in the morning, right? Uh-huh. So I'm chilling, and then Coolio walks by, right? So like I'm sitting down, and the girl next to me goes, "Oh my god, it's Coolio!" Right? <laughs> oh my god! Right? So Coolio comes over because he's like probably so happy that somebody recognized who he is right so he comes over (laughs) he has like half a head of brains left right pause 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 we should make a list (laughs) i'm a little drunk right now we should make a list of of mcs that used to be hot that would be excited (laughs) that we we still know who we are i'm sorry i just say that's just so funny it would be it would be such a long list it's unfortunate (laughs) So, for so, whatever reason, for whatever so Coolio, reason, Ja Rule is on that list. I'm sorry. Job, <laughs> Go, ahead. Go ahead. So, Coolio comes over. So, he's like, Oh my God, Coolio. She's like, Can I take a picture with you? He's like, Oh, yeah. So, he reaches out his hand to dap me up. And um, I'm like, Oh, Coolio. Yo, whatever happened to you? <laughs> <laughs> Which is and the he, best question ever. And, I think it's the best question I've ever heard in my life. And, and, I, and I didn't, I wasn't trying to offend him. It was just, it was early in the morning. And that was literally the first thing that came to my mind. <laughs> and like, he just looked at me like he wanted to swing on me. <laughs> and then he, he took the picture real quick. And then he just kept it moving. And he had like, to his life. And like, but it was just like, so funny. Like, that's my, that's my Coolio moment. That's the one moment. I, and and I, it's I crazy appreciate, I appreciate that you had things to do that were more important <laughs> than, 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 than properly introduce yourself to <laughs> but the craziest thing about it was if you would have asked me in 1995 
I'd have been like, oh shit, Coolio. Of course, like of he course. was the man oh, in '95. He was, he was, yo. He was like we shit. can't front on who, how no, big no, he no, was. No, he was nice. But uh, yeah, this was like with his, 2005 with his, with his braids, or something. He had like all that hair. Somehow only had like three braids. I can't talk though. My my braids were <laughs> shit in middle school. But yeah, so, by, yeah, by by this point in time, he had like the Wyclef braid thing going on. Oh, like is that he, what he had? Like he had the receding hairline with just, but he still had the crazy braids. It just was mm. only in the back. That's not a good look for you, son. It's all good. I so appreciate yeah, you trying to hang on. Shout out to Coolio. Uh, you know, uh, that that something new was fire in '95. Uh, mm -hmm. Gangsta's Paradise is is you know low key a classic. Yeah, no, it, no, no, so, that was cool. That was yeah. cool. You know, a little Michelle Pfeiffer, Dangerous Minds. That was cool. All right, but um, and then Soul on Ice, um, which was Soul actually is cool. I mean, it's a, it's a titular track, so it's cool. and it was remixed by Buck Wild, and the remix of of Soul on Ice oh, was it Buck Wild? I want to say it. No, it was Diamond D. Diamond okay. D remix Soul on Ice, and the Diamond D remix of Soul on Ice is one of my favorite hip hop songs. That shit is crazy. Go I'm gonna have to send to it to you. The beat is crazy. The song is great. I uh, take a Diamond it, D produce it. The um, the the remix, yeah, it's a Diamond D remix. I'm just making sure. This was like back when he was he was killing all them remixes. The great, the best producer on the mic, as he like to say. All right, so those are my highlights. You had some points before we go to the lights, or did you want to just explore uh, more about drama or nature of the threat? Yeah, so my low lights are actually, it's it's funny because I said one of my highlights. Was actually uh, the tracks, uh, the track arrangement of uh, I think it was five songs in particular. It was mm -hmm. Nature of the Threat, etc., uh, Sunset, Drama, The Evil the Men Do, and right. Then. Um, but the funny thing about that is that my lowlights are actually etc. and Sunset. Uh -huh. And the reason why is that etc. He kind of has that uh, rippity rap, mm. a that kind of flow, yeah. which I personally think. <sighs> I'm not going to say it's whack because I understand it had a time and a place, mm -hmm. but it did not age well at no, all. And I'm listening yeah. to this in 2017, and that's not a good look. Right. Um, but Sunset, the reason why Sunset is, is, is kind of a low light is because I'm, I'm sure that at the time it was resonant, but I'm listening to it now, and I'm also like, yo, who, who the fuck cares? <laughs> right but 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 the reason why it kind of redeems itself in the grand scheme of things is because he uh, he actually kind of like addresses that and transitions well he's like mm -hmm. you're sitting here fucking about dudes you sound gay why don't you talk <laughs> right. about women right? right which which is has definitely is a problematic thing for him to say but the album also addresses that as problematic which is kind of right. crazy so the whole that whole sequence is like kind of dope mm -hmm. but but there's actually specific songs that if I take them in a vacuum are, are kind of like whack to me. Right. So it's, so so it's interesting. Um, that's not to say that the rest of the album is is, is whack. It's just that that the you know track five through mm. track ten, um, and that's actually that's actually six tracks. Mm -hmm. uh, that section of the album is what really hit me the most mm. in terms of uh, if I think about what Solar Nice might be. Uh, that's the album that really hit me the most. Mm. Um, so you know, I think it's it's actually probably fitting that you know it's in that crux of the album that will probably have my low lights because okay. that's part of the album that I I paid the most uh, attention to. That's fair. So my low lights are uh, on Earth as it is. Uh, oh, the, the intro as an intro. It okay. just the, I think it's mostly the production. It just that's doesn't fair. resonate, and it's very dense, and it's just kind of difficult to digest. Yep. If I were to start an album. I would want to probably start it with the song Soul on Ice because it kind of tells me why I'm here. 
Yeah. Uh, but I'm not 100% sure I felt like I wanted to hear the rest of the album after I heard that first one. Um, et cetera is a, is a low light for me as well. Um, let's see. Miami Life. That's what was I. I like so, it. My, you, you, you talked a little bit earlier about why have I not heard, heard, heard of this album? Mm-hmm. And the reason you haven't heard of this album is probably because Miami Life was the first single. It's just like, okay. yo, like, what does Miami Life have to do with what you're talking about here? What does Miami Life have to do with the fact that you're from California? I think like, realism should have been a single. Realism would have been a good single it, it, maybe it at the it's time. better one than that. I think, um, I think Anything Goes mar- and Marinating and Drama should have been the singles. Marinating could have been uh, in drama too. Uh, I definitely had thoughts about drama. Yeah, um, uh, and uh, so polarizing thoughts about drama. Yeah, that's cool. And then um, um, I think the, actually I think I'll, I'll keep it there. Miami life will be the end of my my uh, low lights. Okay, so uh, the song that I want, obviously the songs that I want to focus on are the ones that I mentioned. Mm-hmm. Are there any songs that you would rather focus on before we get into my list? I want to focus on anything goes, okay. marinating, realism, and soul on ice. Okay, talk about them. I mean, <laughs> sure. Um, so anything goes. We we talked about it a little bit earlier. It's like he's essentially describing what life on the West Coast is. I think by like the whole anything goes shit is. Just like mm-hmm. it's just like you know. Um, it's all we live in a in a capitalistic society it's all about money um big bank take little bank you know it doesn't big matter take, what you do do it doesn't matter bank. if it's legal or illegal honestly it really um it really actually resonates to me now like you look at the fact that Donald Trump is the president you look at the fact that really basic things like giving people access to health care and you know like things like that are contentious issues where giving you know tax breaks to, to corporations and people who have a shit ton of money, you know, because of the fact that of lobbying, uh, you know, these people's interests are represented in Congress. Like, I mean, literally everything he's talking about, it resonates to me and anything goes. And then okay. additionally, like I said, the whole, you know, one for the money, two for the show thing, which we talked about. So marinating, marinating. Um, first of all, it has a battle cat be battle cat is my dude. Uh, but marinating to me is like, the record I would put on if I were having a, a like a kickback, uh, you know, party at my house, something like that, you know. Oh, but exactly, like it's just like it just it gives goes, you the entire vibe of like a West Coast house party. Like that that song is what a West Coast house party is. Um, and then Soul on Ice is the album. Soul like on Ice is the album. Yeah, yeah, true. So I mean, okay. Anyway, what what. what I don't necessarily have any responses to that. Uh, I mean, it's cool. So uh, the, I, no, the I, I records you want tracks. to talk about? I dug those tracks. I, yeah. I think Nature of the Threat is obviously, if you're listening to this album for the first time, that's obviously the one that's going to stand out. Right. Let freedom ring with a buckshot, but not just yet. First, we need to truly understand the nature of the threat. And a pale man walks in the threshold of darkness. Roughly 20,000 years ago, the first humans evolved with the phenotypical trait. It's the longest. It's seven minutes and 43 seconds, according to Wikipedia. And it's just like, it's all lyrics. Mm -hmm. You know, he goes through, in in his opinion, (laughs) um, the entire history of 
the world, particularly as it pertains to globalization. And there's some points in there that I, I disagree with. Yes. Um, especially I think anything are... that resembles the freedom of Islam. And that's no shade to anyone who's in the nation of Islam. Mm. I just don't agree with that history of the world perspective. And I think that's there like are his points first in there. Third. I think there are a few points in there that have actually been disproven. Yeah. There are other points in there that just haven't been proven at all, right? I, like they're just kind of. He, theories that, that haven't necessarily been here's proven. my thing there's a lot of first of all there's a lot of dope shit in there yes right there is a lot of dope shit yep. in there but there's also a lot of like generalizations I mean to say that the entire and, and I'm not I'm not propping up the Greek culture because mm -hmm. I understood I understand that you know African civilization predates mm -hmm. Greek civilization so mm -hmm. obviously you know that's where my more direct ancestors are from. So obviously I'm gonna fuck with that shit. Right. But at the same time, to say that the whole Greek culture and civilization was homosexual, which first of all, it's not a diss. If that's what you are, that's cool. But to say that and generalize that, I mean, honestly, that wasn't what I had the most beef with. No, I'm just saying. But I'm just saying yeah. it's a generalization. That's it, what he said. He basically is, said the whole culture was it gay. Is. He, he, it's not true. He, he like he dropped that and then he just kind of moved on, which he shouldn't have. Fair, fair, However, fair. there definitely was homosexuality present, and what he talked about with the island of Lesbos and et cetera is actually sure. historically but accurate. There's a difference right? between there's a difference between saying that a culture had no problems with this and mm. and and perhaps encouraged this um, lifestyle or not lifestyle encourage this way of thinking uh, in certain segments of the culture then to come back and just say like the entire culture is yeah, gay yeah, it's no, kind of like as an intellectual who understands look I don't I don't I'm not gonna say that I'm the most well-read in all of these things mm -hmm. but as someone who likes to at least keep things as the facts like when mm -hmm. I hear that I'm like all right whatever. Yeah. well one of um, the one of the things that I had the most uh, issues with in terms of it because by the way like i listened to this as a young person and was like yo this is crazy like yeah, yeah, this dude yeah. laid out like all of history yeah, he did you he did and make no mistake i like the track yeah, i like the song i thought so it was really dope yeah, that, he, yeah. that he attempted to do that but um particularly one of the main premises of the entire joint was essentially that um dark skin or black skin is genetic Gen a genetic dominant trait yeah. versus versus light skin being genetic recessive and then yeah. from there he builds this whole narrative as to how you know the folks that had lighter skin were were outcasts because of the fact that they had genetically recessive traits right and so you know on and on like he continued to drive home the fact that these genetically recessive traits were the reason why essentially the black man is is more dominant or whatever yeah. but every organism is a combination of both genetic and genetic recessive and genetic dominant traits mm -hmm. right so like so i mean he you know being a, a creole guy who's dark-skinned like he's a combination of of genetic you know dominant and recessive traits um and so i i didn't i didn't think he did a good enough job of of you know, I think it was very I simplistic. I respected the effort. I, I, I thought it was very a very simplistic way to yeah. say, well, this is better than that. The other thing that I didn't like is that anyone who wasn't pale-skinned in history was black to him. Yeah. So, like, he was like, the Moors, uh, anybody in Persia, um, Turkish people he discussed as the, black. Uh, the untouchables um, in India. Yeah, like, like, literally, like, anybody who was not historically fair-skinned in his ideology was black. Mm -hmm. 
and that's not that's not necessarily 100 percent true either. So, yeah. But but I, but I thought it was really but, really but dope that he took yeah, a he all took that a said, shot at. I still I still kind of liked it because yeah. there were there were some things in there. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's what I read too. Yeah, no, yeah. I like I liked it a lot, and I and I mean, like you said, it's the most soul on ice, soul on ice track on here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Well, and actually, in my opinion, um, the evil the men do is the most mm. soul on ice track on here. Um, but yeah. it comes after drama, which comes after all this. So at the right. so we already talked about sunset, mm-hmm. and at the trail end of sunset, he's there's this little interlude where he's like yeah. he's like you know why, why y'all you talking about, about y'all ain't talking about bitches why you only talk about dudes I think you're gay yeah. uh-huh. and then it starts off with this really really like whack rhymes or whatever and yeah I'm like, Yo, what the this fuck is this like freestyling for no reason and then and then he kind of comes into this thing about drama and drama is very very interesting <laughs> because. Like I'm listening to it now, and I'm like, dude, mm. I don't. I oh don't yeah, agree you couldn't put you. that out in 17. No, you can't. Yeah. But here's the funny thing about it, though. Even though I actually I disagree with with the with the content of the song, it really? basically entirely. No, I. That's the thing. I don't. I un, yeah. I actually agree with the premise. Right. But there's some lyrics in here that I don't. I there's a lot of oh, shit in here that this, I don't buy. Right. Um, I do agree with the general premise. All right, and this might sound sexist. I'm sorry. I do agree with the general premise that I hear from plenty of women that I would consider, you know, intellectuals and feminists, you know, pro womenists, all these things that I see how they act around a woman, oh, a man that they like. And I don't want to say that shit goes out the window, but a lot of the things that I hear them hate. Um, seem to not matter when mm. there's a man that they like who it pays interest in them. Mm. It's just an observation. Mm-hmm. Now, that being said, though, mm-hmm. this actually leads into my beef with the song. That I'm saying this from a perspective, you know, from a man's perspective, the way that I lived, I've lived my life, okay. and what I have grown to to understand is that, like, you know, based on your perspective of things, you could read a paragraph and interpret it entirely different than someone who has grown up from an entirely different perspective and i think that he treats his perspective as if it's truth and for me again as 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 someone who tries to be objective and and intellectualize the shit Mm -hmm. uh i just i recognize a fallacy in that Mm -hmm. but i i also at the same time like i kind of feel where he's coming from too that's how it's it's, it's interesting but you know there's there's it's definitely a problematic song yeah um you can go into it more if you would like, mm. but it also leads perfectly into the evil that men do. Uh, exactly. No, I, I I agree with everything you said. Yeah, it, it's, it's interesting <laughs> because the, the evil that men do to me is is the best song on the album because it's an album where he's talking about how he has this, in my opinion, from my from from how I took it, is that he has this, you know, he has ideas. Mm. From however he got these ideas, he has these ideas. It's about discarding bitches and all this other shit, right? And then it's talking about how how a perspective that he has leads to actions that he takes that ultimately have consequences, and then they have consequences, and then they have consequences, and it's just like this is how the fuck we got here, right? Um, which you know it's kind of it, to me like that's a great theme of the album i don't know maybe i'm, I'm looking too and, deep into it and but it, i thought it was perfect and additionally it, it again to kind of bring it full circle recycled assassins right mm-hmm. which we which, which was I, on the I, I haven't heard yet. 
or, no, 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 you heard off the Exhibit album, which oh, was the yes. previous sorry, you I was thinking, uh, I was thinking where he talked about the actions that he had mm-hmm. and them generally affecting his younger brother, who then goes and joins a gang and becomes, you know, a part of this whole cycle and he right. gets killed or whatever. Right, right. So, like, you know, I think I think it just kind of comes full circle when you put those two concepts together. But. Yeah, I just, I, I, I think just the idea about, like, you know, just when people talk about like life happens or shit happens mm-hmm. or whatever like this song is like the, just the perfect example of that yeah. and but he's not necessarily you know complimentary of the protagonist character obviously he's not he's speaking the, the song is is wrapped from a first person's perspective but it's not necessarily his life but right. you you get it yeah. you know what i mean you get how somebody who, who's misled has these ideas about how you know you can discard women mm-hmm. but then how that just you know leads to a bad decision which fucks up his life and now he's in jail and just repeating the cycle it's right. just like yeah. yo like i just i just i just fuck with it and yeah. then and then and then to go into track number 10 it's like if bitches ain't shit but hoes and tricks the then niggas, niggas ain't shit but hoes with dicks, dicks. Yep. it's just like yo like i got it so for all of the shit that i disagree with right. for you to reach this point i'm like yo like i'm with you i get yeah, it i feel yeah. I, I fuck with it i, I, I agree with wholeheartedly it. and and you know also you know being that that the the song that we talked about bitches ain't shit which was on actually one of our previous episodes right, we just right? Talked the, about that. the chronic um that's also you know really important from the perspective of like west coast history and shit so um that's it i mean that's kind of my perspective from the album we mm-hmm. didn't even necessarily talk about the the beats that much mm-hmm. they're cool um they're not lasting which is mm-hmm. why i will never say that this album is a response to illmatic i mean <laughs> even if you just even I think if some you just, of them are I well, I, I think this. I think, I think anything it, goes. Marinating and soul on ice and drama all last the, to me. Well, so the, the thing for me is this: is that I think that even if you shut off your critical thinking brain right. and listen to Illmatic, that shit bumps. That shit goes. You don't necessarily have to sit there and digest the lyrics, but even if you wake up and listen to that album, it does, you don't have to concentrate all that much. And I think for an album like this, and this is actually one of my beasts with, with Kendrick, mm-hmm. is that I actually have to sit there and literally pay attention to everything that he says. Mm-hmm. And I think that albums that I like or lyricists that I like that, that have some deep shit, you know, have some real shit to say, mm-hmm. the ones that really resonate to me are ones that I don't necessarily have to do math <laughs> you know, to to, to get yeah. what you're saying, but um, I mean, and I, I think this, I got this, a little too much of that on this. This album, album is called Soul on Ice, right? Like That's he's fair. actually legitimately trying. Like you, you look at the genre; it says political hip hop. Like True. he's legitimately True. trying to bring Yo, you advanced but, concepts about society. But I'm listening in 2017, and my right. mind, my my ears rather have gone to a place. But where, see, that's like, where you're fucking up. No, but what I'm saying is this: you like, shouldn't listen to this and then listen to Migos, or listen to Migos. No, and but I'm, listen not, to I'm this. not talking about that. I'm talking about my ears have gone to a place where I can listen to the totality of mm-hmm, music, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. when I've gone there and come back to this, I'm like, yo, this is cool, yeah, and I'm yeah, glad yeah. that I listened to this album. Right. But am I gonna listen to this album again in two years? Probably not. Right. I will. I might check out, you know, um, Realism just because, you know, like I said, I fuck with that song. Uh, nature the threat for shits and giggles mm-hmm. and then the evil that men do just to kind of like a reminder and the rest of that I'm good with I don't need to it's listen to the rest of this because I literally listen to nature of the threat 
every couple years at least like okay. like they schools you know uh by dead press um you know okay. certain records that just like i feel like somebody really had like an impactful message that they tried to bring across mm -hmm. i don't know but that's just me so okay well i again i thank you for recommending this piece of music to uh to listen to it definitely was not a waste of my time right. i think that uh you know anyone who doesn't just want to sit back and enjoy music as escapism, but actually wants to explore some ideas right. and challenge some of your own ideas. Definitely. This is definitely an album that you need to listen to. Um, it definitely has its place in hip hop. Uh, I don't think it's a classic for sure. And I don't mm -hmm. think it's the West coast response to Nas though. I guess I can kind of understand why people would, would want it to be that mm -hmm. um, again, just from a music or an aesthetic point of view, I probably won't revisit it. I've probably listened to it like five times now. And I'm and I'm good, um, but it was you know it's not a waste of my time. Um, and again, thank you for for recommending it. No doubt. Anything else you want to say before we close it out? Well, it's it's the first episode of the new year. Um, I'm curious, you know, what did you think about our our, our, our new year? We'll try to keep this brief, but uh, do you have any 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 your personal feedback on our first year of podcasting and any resolutions that you have for 2018? Maybe yes, no. Uh, let's see. It'd be cool to get a couple more guests. Okay. Um, it would be cool to try to explore the battlegrounds, uh, you yes. know, thing that, which that we you, have decided on format finally. Yeah. So that, that, that'll be positive. Um, other than that, like, I, I think we've done well. I think, you know, as long as we don't stray too far from the formula, we, mm -hmm. we keep it, keep it going. I know it's, it's with the everyday struggles and with you know some of the other folks that kind of do things that are similar to us it it's and and even looking at the statistics in terms of uh, the listeners it's tempting to just like kind of go down the road of just talking about popular shit that's happening yeah. right now yeah. and i would <laughs> i wouldn't want us to like, just become another podcast that just talks about shit that's going on that's in, cool in, in media so that, I, that no, would I be feel my you. feedback I feel you. Yeah. I feel you. what about you um i have a personal resolution which is to and Yika always disagrees with, with me, but uh, I feel like I kind of stutter right. on the air. So I, I got to work on enunciating and, and slowing down and saying anything, saying everything in a clear, you know, coherent sentence. Mm -hmm. I, have a, I have a tendency to say five sentences at once without completing <laughs> a thought. Um, so I need to work on that. Uh, in terms of us, I, I think that you and I probably need to work on improving our communication, at least behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. Of course, our listeners don't get this, but there are several <laughs> times where you and I will, I'll show up here to, to, to record and he'll have one idea about what we said via text and I'll have another idea. It's like, oh, that's what you had in mind. Or, or, <laughs> or, or, or the best example is our schedule, right? Oh, like I think we, 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 we made up the decision early that we're like, yeah, you know, we'll do every other week. We'll do, we'll do two episodes a month, right? And so my interpretation of that was like, yeah, you know, you know, the first and 15th sometime around there, we'll do that, mm -hmm. which was basically just two episodes a month. Mm -hmm. And now I'm realizing that Yinka's like, no, like it's every other week. So I'm like, oh, shit, that's what he <laughs> meant. So there's probably little things like that we, we need to work on. Right. Um, and, and we're definitely going to work on making some improvements, like I said, or like Yinka said, we're going to incorporate the Battlegrounds uh, segment into into this episode or into this podcast, which I'm really looking forward to. That'll get a chance. That'll get the chance to some of our local listeners to come and join us and just battle it out, debate it out when it comes to uh, some of these, you know, hip hop topics, hip hop questions that I we come up with. So that's going to be fun. Yeah, yeah. And um, and yeah, overall, I think it was I, I think it's actually been a good year. Uh, I'm happy that we're still doing this. Yeah. We're not going to break up, unlike uh, 
Damn. Unlike the, the everyday struggle. Not gonna work. Uh, which, 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 uh, we're actually, if you, if you stay tuned, you'll hear us and our thoughts about, you know, Joe Budden moving on from the everyday struggle and uh, academic getting in his feelings about just life being academic shout out to everyday struggle man yeah. I, I i don't think it's an end for y'all i think y'all 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 got a lot more positivity going on for y'all in the future so we'll good see luck. we'll see peace all and right, blessings so that's it for us yeah all right, peace. peace yeah but uh them dudes man they're just like they're just really goofy and um like why did he feel the need to respond to them <laughs> point by point uh first of all it's two against one right okay so you need to know the dynamics of like a debate and an argument, right? So right. first of all, even if your argument is wrong, or excuse me, even if your argument is right and their argument is wrong, the mm -hmm. fact that it's two of them, uh -huh. there's a psychological edge that they have. True. The other thing too is that uh, they're on Viceland. Yeah. They're on TV. They're not just on the internet. They're on right. Viceland. Uh, they're mad funny. Yeah. Everyone knows about them. Like, mm. take take a step back. Look at your look at your year. You took a lot of L's. Damn. You know, you got sunned on your show, on your own fucking show. <laughs> your own show, multiple your own times, show. Let me, let me, let me tell you, you know, damn if I'll ever have a guest in here that's going to that come and sun me on my own fucking show, on no. my own podcast. It's not going to happen. Sometimes it, it happens, though. You <laughs> no. saw, you saw the, no. uh, you don't you, get sunned on your own fucking show. The, actually, one of the most epic podcast or, or that type of medium uh, moments is... You ain't got the answer, Sway, which Sway didn't allow himself to be sunned. And Sway is is a lot of years in the game. But the yeah. viral moment was not Sway. The viral moment was Kanye. True. And it True. ain't Ralph, though. But, but the thing is, though, at, at least in that moment, like, yeah, I don't think the Sway got sunned. I think that Kanye kind of came off looking at a clown especially yeah. especially like in that moment like the house way you ain't got the answers sway you ain't got the answers like all right it's funny but now when we look at the yeah. entire picture yeah we don't necessarily think about like how we felt in that moment but if you look at it like right one person was <clears throat> mad and it was sway and sway was like sway yeah, was trying like to keep his cool though yeah he tried but he was he like tried. yo we could turn these mics off like he was he was serious <laughs> but I, well, at least, yo at least he stood up for himself he was like i right? know you kanye Vic like Metzer sat there and said yeah. You know, I, I want to slap you. Use a bitch. What was like, what was was gonna do though? That's what I'm saying though. <laughs> you think? Look, look, look. I, uh, you know, and 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 no disrespect to Vic Mensa, obviously not. No disrespect to anyone who comes from Shy Town, the area that they call Shy right. obviously not. But I'm saying though, do you think that if Vic Mensa or anyone mm. from that area mm. said that shit to Sway on his show, you think the Sway would stand for that? It wouldn't even be about the area, right? Like I feel as though I, I the way you feel, I feel, <laughs> and I think Sway feels, which is ain't no grown man gonna come to my house and disrespect me. Like nah, that, yo, that's just gonna not happen. gonna happen. Gonna happen. Yeah, happen. but I mean, but academics is academics, <laughs> and secondarily, <laughs> another way he he takes an L here, right? Is it's a virtual, it's a virtual beef, right? Like, oh man, he's not sitting across from from Jesus and Mero. Yeah, they're, they're they're beefing on their own respective platforms back and forth. It's oh and my he's God. getting in his feelings. About it's a, it's a, it's a losing battle too because mm. they have nothing to to to, to loot like. <laughs> they don't lose in that situation. Right. Those dudes are funny. Like, did, yeah. all right, tell me about these as a male. Did they start uh -huh. out talking about hip hop? So they started out actually as Twitter personalities, and they oh, okay. were and they were really funny. And exactly. then, um, and then I, I, they tried them out. I don't even remember how the tryout situation happened, but 
uh, people really, you know, he, took to their platform. Here's here's the thing. Uh, I remember I was um, I used to listen to um, fantasy focus podcasts on ESPN, right? Okay. When I was uh, listening to uh, when I was like doing fantasy football, Matthew Barry hosts that podcast. Oh, on Matthew ESPN. Barry from right, right, right. Uh, yeah. He FF9. did a, he did a guest episode on the league. Okay. Right. And he was talking about his experience on the league, and he says that like his brother is still working in in Hollywood or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. And Matthew Barry used to be a screenwriter, so he kind of oh, has some experience. Know. But he says his brother was kind of walking him through the process, and he says, "Look, don't be funny. It's mm-hmm. their job to be funny. These right. guys are comedic talents. Exactly. Um, the, most of the show is improv. Right. You know what I mean? Like they they don't really have a tight script. They kind of right. go through what they're gonna do, and 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 that's it. He's exactly. like, don't be funny. Let them be funny. If you try to be funny, they're gonna embarrass you. Right. And that's the thing. That's like, exactly Jesus what this Mero, is. They're, they're, you know, I'm not sure if they went to school. It doesn't matter. They're comedic talents. Yeah, like, exactly. They're going to roast you. Yeah. And like, don't, you can't. Yeah, you it's talk the, about hip hop from the, your fucking basement. Like, you can't, it's you the, can't battle that. It's the Trump uh, and Marco Rubio situation exactly. where Marco Rubio <laughs> decided he was going to try to out Trump Trump. It just wasn't going to happen. Yeah. But uh, but additionally, like, I just don't understand how you get in your feelings in this situation. Oh, like, man. you already, you're already taking the L, which, which happens. But I think the, 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 the one final frontier is like, don't get in your feelings. Like you're no, getting you roasted by dudes that roast. That's what do they that. do. Like don't get in your feelings. It just is what it is. It's, just, it's so funny though that we were talking about uh, on the previous episode. We talked about um, who took the most L's, mm-hmm. and we talked about uh, academics' name. We came mentioned up. him. Yeah, his name came up, and uh, I think you went. You went with I Meek we Mill, with and Meek. I think that on an actual serious level, sure, we can go Meek Mill. Right. But whatever, like. <laughs> I'm not sure Meek Mill was re- re- really went viral like that. In terms of yeah. viral L's, yeah. uh, Academic definitely took them, and we're not the only ones to acknowledge it. Yeah, it's true. Where, where was that clip from? That it you, was that from Complex. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It was from your his own, own network. Fucking, the people who pay your bills like you're fucking clown. Uh, yeah, oh, man. That's just yeah. funny. Yeah, it's unfortunate. I wish. That's another I, I kinda, L, yo. I kind of wish the Academic would... The, oh the, no no no! It show. wasn't complex. I'm oh, okay, okay, it was okay, it was okay. all deaf digital. Because at first, because at first I was like, dang, complex. Then yeah, I was like, oh no, all deaf digital. That would what be mad, that's funny. mad funny, yo. Oh yeah. man. Oh, but man. Uh, but I, I wish I wish academic would listen to this podcast and just <laughs> listen to us roast him. I, I don't want to hurt the man's there's feelings. Not a, there's not a damn fucking thing he can do about it because he won't do shit about it. I don't want to hurt the man's feelings. <clears throat> it is what it is. I Yo, think, you know. what's the difference between hurting the man's feelings and laughing about the fact that his feelings got hurt? But like, I don't I don't have anything against him other than the points about Chicago, which I thought yeah, Vic Mensa, I thought Vic yeah. Mensa like categorically, you he know, did. point by point said everything that I had to say. And so I don't even, I feel like every, all my views on that were represented exactly the way I would have represented them, so I don't have a, a dude, beef anymore. Erica Badu say oh, he looks man. familiar. Where do I, I thought, know you from? I thought she was oh, gonna say a human. You're, you're the mouse <laughs> from Tom and Jerry. Yo, that Damn. was like the craziest I, roast ever because he I really should, looks just like him. This is this is bad. We shouldn't be doing this. He's a human being. <laughs> All right. So the way we got on this topic was we were talking about the fact that Joe Budden is leaving Everyday Struggle. Uh-huh. And you had asked, you know, what was next for him? And I said, rumor has it that uh, Diddy and Revolt have offered him $5 million. Now, mm-hmm. I don't know if the, the, the figure is correct, but supposedly he's got a couple of other offers in the air, Revolt being one of them. Yeah. I think he's most likely to take Revolt because I don't, I don't think that his current platform, which is his own podcast called I'll Name This Podcast Later or something like that, is 
really it's not it's not as out there as his look was with complex okay so uh but i mean there's always a possibility he goes back to complex but the way he's been shitting on him lately it's it's doubtful i mean i feel like business is business right Mm -hmm. and the fact that he's been shitting on him actually helps the business in a long run. But, but yeah, about- and that's what it was, right? So I guess he came to the end of a contract. Yeah. And so he had the opportunity for contract negotiation. Mm-hmm. And so, as you say, he, him shitting on them is might be part of the contract negotiation. Ah, uh, well, as in, do you think he might actually sign back with Complex right now? It's possible. I think If that, they come with the right check. I I think the, the best business move for Joe Budden is to go get what, go get what you're worth, right? Yeah. Um, always go get what you're worth. If you got five millions from Revolt, go get your five million from Revolt. Mm-hmm. If that shit fails, you still get your money. Mm-hmm. Then and and while you're there, talk shit about Complex, right? Yeah. Because here's the thing: because that that's good business. And then, but then there's some things contract, you can't come back from. What? There's some things you can't come back Fuck from. Fuck that shit. Business is business. Look, nah. If man. there's if there look, look, if. Him Complex gave to- him an opportunity that was a unique opportunity. And I tell you what, and I made this point earlier when we were talking. Um, I think that Everyday Struggle had a unique chemistry between, yeah, exactly. between everybody that was there and the fact that it was a video medium that is not something that just, you know, I don't I don't see Joe Budden as a as a Carmelo Anthony, as a KD, as somebody who just can just light up and create. Like he's had his Wait, podcast. Did you, did you mention Carmelo? Carmelo's a light up and create. Have you been watching this season? Let's not talk about that. that. N word is trash. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, let's they not. Came let's into not the, he came into the yeah. season ranked sixty four on ESPN best players, <laughs> yeah, and people were people about. were trashing that, especially given the fact yeah, yeah, yeah. that he was after Lonzo Ball, which I right. agree with because Lonzo Ball kind of been trash too. Yeah, yeah. But but they were right. Kevin Pelton, whoever whoever gave him that ranking, they were right. That yeah. I saw the video breakdown. Metal been trash anyway. Talk yeah, about but, but we're talking about, yeah, you know, yeah. I'm talking about folks that in, in any vacuum can create. Mm-hmm. And um, and I mean, I've, I've heard Joe Budden's podcast, you know, I, I, I it's it's definitely not everyday struggle. Right. right. Um, I think there's a certain uniqueness to, um, you know, our antihero, our antagonist. Uh, Is that you Joe know, Budden? No, no, that's uh, that's that's academics. The, the, people well, okay. root, people well, root right. for academics to fail. Right, that's not an anti-hero though. The actual anti-hero would be Joe Budden. Well, yeah, he yeah, just yeah, be you're a right, fucking you're clown. Right, you're right. He's just a, yeah. You really hate this dude, yeah? No, 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 no. I've never met the man. Yeah, you sound like you sound man. really angry at, at him. Uh, right? No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not angry at either one of them. Um, I'm not. No, I, I don't have any animosity towards. I, I think mm. what it is is that me. You know, you you know me, right? Like mm. I kind of break down psychology when i can break it down okay and i think that certain behaviors that he exhibits Mm. that he shows uh it kind of annoys me right (laughs) like i I think that's what it is to do continually just annoys me with some of the things that he says and like his reactions to 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 people's behavior like towards him uh and it's just like to see him kind of like dig his own holes if you will, and jump in them, yeah. but then like getting mad at everybody else for being smart enough not to jump in the hole with them. It's kind of <laughs> just like, like nigga, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like yeah. that—that's just kind of what it is. I, I don't know. So back he to just, he just annoys me. back to the point about the cast. Um, you know, both 
you know, Joe Button and his slick comments to Nadesca, who's obviously a little green, you know, she's she's pretty, she's a bit um what would I what would I call her? A bit understated in terms of the the amount that she contributes to the uh, the she, conversation. Does she contribute a lot behind the scenes? I got the impression from her Twitter storm, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm not going to go in on her because her okay. feelings were yeah. actually hurt. I didn't read it. Yeah, but uh, I got the impression from her that she does a lot behind the scenes. I would agree. I, w- I would believe that. I mean, she mm-hmm. seems to be the only one who fashions herself to be a legitimate journalist, which is you know for for in 2017 for better or for worse that that good for her mm-hmm. uh but you know the chemistry <laughs> there between between button and and her and then the chemistry obviously between button and act i mean you know being that act takes you know consistent l's um button <laughs> button so being funny. the person who who eggs on the l's and i think honestly that was like a reactionary oh because initially joe button kind of created this almost you know persona for himself where he was just this old hater uh-huh. and so it's like you know then people would would pile on to button you know and he would welcome it and he'd say all right yeah i'll take it and people would be like oh you're a hater and then act would pile on additionally it'd be like yeah i'm so happy that these people are so mad at you so then it became like okay then eventually everybody hated act and then it's <laughs> like then joe button loves that act is getting this hate so i mean the chemistry between all the cast members i think is is something that's unique and i don't think you can just pull one member out of the cast and go yeah. and create and duplicate it. The, the difference, though, is that nobody no, nobody in the criticism of Joe Budden ever suggested he's a bitch, right? Mm-hmm. Like, they suggested he's a hater. And except if you're honest except with Method yourself, Man and Raekwon. Oh, I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not you're, you're that. familiar I'm with not that. I'm not familiar with that, all right? But I, I'm saying like... You need, to, you, need to, you need to pull that footage up. All right, I'll put, I'll put that footage up. But either uh-huh. way, like... You can you can be called a hater and, mm-hmm. and be okay with it, right? Like you right. can take those punches. Yeah, right? they can just they can just brush off of you. Mm-hmm. But like you know, it's, it's like we said at, mm-hmm. at the top of this. You know, you're not gonna come sum me on my own show. Right. And so whenever people would suggest um, flagrantly <laughs> that uh, the academic was a bitch. Right to his face on his own show, <laughs> yo, Joe Button. You can see him just eating that shit up. He loves it. Yeah, he loves <laughs> you little it. Bitch ass nigga but like, uh, yo. but oh, you know, back to what I was saying before, and you can definitely cut this out. But this is just you and I dialogue. This is going at the end of the show. Um, Don't worry about it. Um, so the whole story was Joe Button was actually one of the original podcasters, vi- vloggers, etc., whatever. So Joe Button used to have this show called mm. Joe Button TV. Okay. Where he would walk around with a with a camera or his little webcam, you know, and he would he would talk, and Mickey Fax would sometimes be on there. Okay, so Button and Mickey Fax happened to be at some hip hop uh, show or thing that was going on, convention, conference type thing, and um, they were in a trailer, and they were doing Joe Button TV. Well, previously they had had an episode where. Um, they asked, no, it was a it was an interview with Joe Button, and they asked Joe Button to rank MCs, okay. and Joe Button put ODB like like mad low. That's fine. And then he was like, "I'm better than ODB, That's right?" Fair. And then um and then the person was like, "Yeah, blah blah blah," and he was like, "Oh, I'm better than Method Man." So uh, stop right there. So sorry. he was like, so he so he was he was putting himself. He was ranking himself among Wu, and he He's was putting most of man. the Wu cats below him. Man. Um, so sorry, a, Joe Budden, but you're not better than Matt. I'm just so there's a there's yeah. a moment where so Raekwon specifically took this very personally because you know how Which Klan is. is. 
Um, yeah, but it's weird because yo, I can yo. Sometimes mm. a clan be having beef with each other, but yeah, if they're but sticking they, up, but from nobody messes right, with that's it. Cool. I fuck yeah, with that. it's like I fuck it's with like that. your brother. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, like you might cool. say something cool. about no, your no, brother. No, 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 but I, dig, I respect nobody gonna mess with your brother. Anyway, Raekwon happened to be in the same group of trailers when when the, the joint was live. Uh-huh. So I guess he heard that Button was, you know, at the other joint. Gift, gift so you, at, at that moment in time, the the interwebs just happened to catch one of the most magical moments that I've seen <laughs> on the internet, which is Raekwon stepping into the trailer, uh-huh. Button attempting to greet Raekwon, no, and Raekwon son. slapping the... Me was, rap yo, off that man's face was, and, and telling him don't ever disrespect yo, anybody in the clan. It's too yo. bad the ghost wasn't there, yo. Remember, remember when <laughs> the when, action when, Bronson joint? No, 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 no. Remember uh, when Ghost was in the was in the basement with Tigger? Was uh, that real? I couldn't tell. I've heard people say that it was it was it was fake. They were joking. I've heard people say that it was real, but it looked real though. Look, I don't think that Ghost has a sense of humor like that. <laughs> I think that Ghost was straight. Yeah. Ghost is intimidating. Like, Ghost would intimidate me. <laughs> First of all, that motherfucker tall as shit. You yeah, know, you can never tall. tell because his voice is a little higher. Yeah, Motherfucker he's tall as shit. He's big. Like, I would never <laughs> fuck with Ghost. Now, part of that is because I respect the man lyrically. Mm-hmm. Uh, just, he's one of my favorites. But like, Wait, the way he was talking about Tigger, yeah, that joint looked real. But he, then he definitely got something on his on his own own show. It looked like it, man. But then I heard like that they had like <clears throat> pre said that they were gonna do do this joint, and then they Why were acting the fuck out would because Tigger agree with that well, on his own damn show. But the one thing about you don't it, get sun on your own fucking show. The one thing about it that lends credence to the theory that it was it was acted out was the entire dialogue is from Goodfellas. What oh, do I look like? I'm it? funny to you? Like I'm a fucking clown? It was literally the scene uh, where Joe Pesci is holding dude at the bar. So that's no, no, the only no, no, thing. No, 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 no. Well, if we're talking, talking about Goodfellas, it's, it's yeah. between him and uh, Ray Liotta, Joe Pesci and Ray Liotta. They're, they're just talking and, and Ray Liotta says, uh, oh, you're so funny. Yeah. And then Joe Pesci's like, oh, what am I, clown to you? Yeah, anyway. exactly. By, by the way, actually, uh, that scene was actually all improv. Oh really? Yeah, that was all I lived. That wasn't in the script. Yeah, well, Joe Pesci's a man, but uh, but yeah, uh, I mean Ray Liotta, Ray Liotta too because he caught it. Yeah, yeah, anyway. yeah. No, that's dope. But uh, but yeah. So I mean that that's the thing that lends itself to it possibly being prescripted. But anyway, either way, that yeah. moment with you know um, Raekwon, Raekwon Joe Budden. running up in the in the trailer, um, you know, getting getting a little physical with with, with homeboy uh-huh. when you talk about you know cats coming on your own show and et cetera, that that kind of has happened before. But uh, but anyway, so where we, where we want to go with this? Go ahead, uh, cut this. This is what's gonna happen. 